And welcome back to the For Film Sake Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archija, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we are going to be talking about Nightcrawler. Yeah. With uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, directed by Dan Gilroy. I love uh, how you say his name. Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> like he's a ghoul. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake I think that's Gu- how you pronounce it. It is Gyllenhaal. 100% is not. I heard him say it. One, a million percent no. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. I like Gyllenhaal better. I, I, like, I mean, I like it better too. He sounds like a ghoul. Like a... Uh, like <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about Nightcrawler. It's, like, it's a great film. But before we do any of that, let's do the ketchup. The ketchup and mustard. The ketchup and oh, mustard. I got to hear what, what this thing is. Like, but, I'm... Uh, <laughs> You started telling me about something, and it's like, do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, so I need to All hear. Right, so uh, uh, it, it's 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 Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a free day for me. Mm-hmm. So naturally, today. Yeah, today. Okay. But, but I'm talking to the audience. Okay. Thursday morning, free day for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, before podcast, like two hours before, mm-hmm. I, I I decided to watch some porn. Okay. As like, as one does when mm-hmm. you're alone in a house. Yes. And <laughs> what, what what kind of porn did you go for? Uh, well. well this is the thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was I, I was browsing porn and whatever, and I found this really great video that I had been looking for mm. for like at least two weeks. Something that you had already seen previously. Something that I had seen previously, mm-hmm. or someone that I had seen previously. It was good and stuff. I, All right. And I was looking for that, uh, and and <laughs> and I found it, and I was like, oh, great, this is fucking great. Yes. But the website that I found had a paywall. <laughs> mm. And they gave you like five minutes of viewing and then had a paywall. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm going to open it in incognito mode mm. because then maybe the cookies won't carry over and I can watch the video without the pay the paywall. The whole video? the After the five minutes? Right. I mean, you could have just like fury whacked it, you know, five minutes? No, no, no. Well, well, I didn't know we had a limit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I ran into the five minute limit. Oh, no. Before I figured it out. Yeah. So, but then by then, the, anyways, point is, I put it in Cognito to see maybe if the cookies didn't carry over mm-hmm. and I could get away with watching the whole fucking thing. Yeah. But in order to do that, instead of being a smart person and clicking uh, open link in Incognito, mm-hmm. I copied the link from my web browser mm-hmm. into the Incognito window. Okay. It didn't work, so I closed Incognito, and I just fury wonked it. Yeah. <laughs> and I did that. And, and so it's 50 minutes later, I've closed all my websites down, mm-hmm. and I find this really great article uh, about Nutella being pulled from the markets because apparently the, the palm oil is causing mm-hmm. cancer now. Or they, yeah. they're afraid that it'll cause cancer. Okay. So, <laughs> so I read this article and I go, well, that's fucking funny to send somebody, mm-hmm. right? So I go and I copy the link and I go to my friend Luis's chat Mm-mm. and I press command paste, Mm-mm. command V. Nope. And I press enter without even looking at the link. <laughs> You're, you, yeah, I, I guess you guys know where this is going now. <laughs> I press enter without looking at the link and then I just walk away from the conversation because mm-hmm. I'm busy looking at another YouTube video. <laughs> Yeah, and then I look back two minutes later, and I recognize the logo on the thumbnail of the link. Yeah, it's from the fucking porn website that I was watching. Yes, and I go like, "Fuck, fuck, mm-hmm. fuck! Why did I do that? Oh my god! Please don't open that! Please don't open that! I that's I I don't I didn't mean to send that. Yes, that, that I sent porn. I yes. said that's porn. I sent porn on accident. Yes, <laughs> and I'm just freaking out inside my head, going like, "Fuck! I did that. Yeah, I sent porn on accident. Yeah, and then the whole emotional train is just like. Fuck, fuck, I did that. Don't open that. Don't open that. That was me. That was a fuck up. I said porn on accident. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Don't open that. 
And then I realized that I sent it to Louise, and we're close friends. So I realized, Elsie Peels? Yeah. Elsie Peels? What up? Elsie Peels? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Shout out to you again, Elsie Peels, with those hot porn takes. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry that it's in this context. <laughs> so I sent it to But I realized that we're really close friends. Mm-hmm. So this is just funny now. Yeah. So I just went like, actually, you know what? It's a great video. I didn't mean to send it. But it's, it's great. It yeah. Just if you want to open it, open it. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah. And then I just went like, and then I send the Nutella article and I went like, this is what I actually wanted to send. It's an interesting article about Nutella. <laughs> Nowhere near as interesting <laughs> Nowhere, as that person, yeah. that porn. Nowhere near. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there after saying that and she's in class. Yeah. Like she's in the middle of class. So she's not seeing any of the messages as they're happening. Yeah. So, so far she just has like 20 messages of me going, Fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm sorry. This is Nutella. I wanted to talk about Nutella. I didn't yeah. want to send porn. It was Nutella. I promise. Yes. And then uh, I, I send the link and it's like, this is what I wanted to send. And then like 10 minutes go by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, web, the, the chat says active 30, 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And I just go like, I mean, well, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed the Nutella, Nutella article. <laughs> yeah. Did, did she watch it? Did she watch the porn? Do you know? <laughs> she was a Panera. She's watched that porn. She's had to have watched that porn. Elsie Pills. Did you watch the porn? Let us know what you thought about it. Actually, after you watch the porn, come into the podcast and give a review. <laughs> we'll do a movie review on whatever that movie was. I'm so sorry that I told the story on the podcast. We can do a full movie review. <laughs> so, so there you go, Elsie Pills. But the, the thing that I asked you is because like three years ago when we were just starting to, to become friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> friends, I made a joke one time. It was like, one day I know, uh, one day I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck up and I send you a link that I shouldn't have. Yeah. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I apologize. And three years ago, I apologized for future me stupidity. Yeah. And I just went like, That's, I'm sorry. It's it, going to happen. It has happened. Just don't judge me for it and we'll be fine. Yeah. And today, and I'm forgetting all about that. Mm-hmm. And today, as soon as I realized what I had done, that Flash. conversation just flashed back <laughs> yep. in my head. And I just went like, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> or I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> because I predicted I predicted my fuck up years in advance. I knew I was going to fuck this up three years prior. I'm fucking Nostradamus out this bitch. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's how I'm looking. I'm just really glad it didn't happen three years ago. <laughs> because then it would have been awkward. Yeah. Now yeah. it's funny. Yes. You are the fucking prognosticator of all prognostication. You, you did uh, that shit. Fuck. Yeah, that, that was good. Uh. That was good. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it! And you know what? Do you know what annoys me the most? Like it, it was like a, a specific thing that I'm into. Like it wasn't yeah. like a general porn video. No, no. It was a specific thing that I'm into. Yeah. And no one knew about that thing. Oh, now until she knows. now. She knows until now. now. Mm-hmm. And I'm really annoyed because before, if I said something like, "Yeah, I've jerked off to midget porn," mm-hmm. you could have thought, "Well, maybe he does. Maybe, maybe it's does. a joke. Might be a joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. might be a joke. You yes. never know. Fifty-fifty. Yep. Fuck it. I'm not gonna question it. Mm-hmm. But now this is." I can't back away. This is I can't back away with this from nope. a joke. It's Mm-mm. there. It is true. And and it wasn't midget porn. Oh, it was. it was. It wasn't midget porn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, how do we know it's not midget porn? It could have been midget porn. Nothing's wrong with midget porn. Yeah, no, nothing's wrong with it. Uh, but uh, it wasn't uh, midget uh, porn. A uh, 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 little person porn. I'm sorry. Little per- They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> little people porn. Little people. <laughs> they prefer. <laughs> they prefer little people porn. <laughs> but I'm like. 
after it happened, I'm just like, fuck, now I can't hide that particular thing yeah. all yeah. of the time now. Like, that's already out in that's the open there. at some point. That's it's there. a story that I have to tell now because it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. People are going to know that. So, yeah, Louise, I'm sorry. Uh, that was probably the highlight of my week. Hells yeah. It's uh, fucking happened 15 minutes ago. I enjoyed it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I, it was uh, a really good video, though. <laughs> no, hell yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the story. LC <laughs> Peels, shout out. Um, Jesus I, Christ. I've been watching this show called uh, The Crown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry I, to watch that. I just finished The Crown. That How shit, was it? it was really good. Um, like a solid B plus. Solid B plus. Yeah, it finally uh, it finally knocked Game of Thrones. So, you know, the uh, Game of Thrones have been winning awards year after year at the Golden Globes. It finally took that away from them. That's good. Oddly enough, on a year that this is like the best Game of Thrones season they've had mm-hmm. this past season, and now this is the season they didn't get the awards. You know, it was kind I of. I think well, they've been on for what seven years. This now? six years, yeah, it's going into seven. Seven, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's like I, I don't, I, I, I feel like they have a gripe because the thing is, it's like if you give it to them for five years in a row. And rightfully so. But then after six years, you're like, you know, well, there's somebody that's new. You've already been winning everything and they're just as good. Let's go ahead and give it to them. I mean, even if they're not as good, but you've already been winning everything. Fuck that. That ain't fair. How is that fair? You know what I'm saying? Give it to the person that deserves it, not the person. You know what I'm saying? Like, give it to them when they deserve it. If if, if the show is better, then give it to them. Give it to them. Yeah, Yeah. I I feel you. I I feel like Game of Thrones was kind of like. It would have been annoying to see it get another award, I think. It, it definitely would have, yeah. but, but I mean, it, they deserved it. So they deserved it. They deserved yeah, it. It was their true. best season. Um, other than that, it's just a complete breakdown. I'm trying to break old habits right now. Oh, trying sorry. Trying to break habits. Uh, over the past like few months, I was seeing like I was trying to find balance, mm-hmm. like just going drinking heavily and then working out moderately, right. you know, <laughs> the, you know the, the balance of it or whatever. Um, but but now it's like I, I've been talking about going to Africa next month. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get like in the best shape possible, but I have to knock out the drinking. Right, Got to yeah. knock out the drinking. And it's not even like alcoholic status. But it, at some point a few months ago, I decided that it was okay to have one beer a day. Yeah. Just one. And, yeah. and, and, and I mean, even, you know, looking up statistically, I mean, it's saying it's fine to have one glass of wine a day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a, a issue, you know, like a liver issue or anything like that, but it's a habit. Yeah. You know, so whenever whenever I'm leaving school or leaving work and on the way home, I know that I have a cold beer and it's exciting. It's the thought of coming Something home. to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to look forward to. That cold beer is going to be there and I can smoke a cigar and then watch the sports and then just chill out and relax into the day. And I've taken that, that away from myself for the past week. And it's just like trying to find new habits and, and fill it. Well, um, uh, to combine this with uh, with another story, um, like I was telling you with the uh, our plumbing situation in our house, mm-hmm. the um, it snowed here where it sleeted ice hail, whatever. That was yeah. real snow. That was but, shit um, falling from the sky, and it was annoying. <laughs> yeah, cold shit fell from the sky. But um, but our <laughs> our uh, our pipes froze yeah. in our in our kitchen and in the uh, the washing machine. So and then eventually the washing machine overflowed. The the garbage disposal kitchen sinks like overflowed, like it just flooded in the house. It was fucked up, you know. So that we, sounds uh, inconvenient. Very much. We um we called a plumber and he came over and it was like yes forty dollars just to come look at it you know so regardless if you don't even, he doesn't even do anything it's still forty dollars right I was like fine you know so he comes and he looks at everything and he was like yeah you need a new garbage disposal I need to blow out both of these lines you know for the sink and the laundry yada yada and I'm like so how much is all this gonna cost he was like um about five eighty five I'm like five hundred and eighty five dollars that's rough and when I told my girlfriend that I was gonna cover the cost of this you mm-hmm. know trying to be all chivalrous and shit I didn't realize that that was gonna be five hundred and eighty five fucking dollars and 
and you know, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> I just do not, you know. So, so I kind of try to haggle with the guy. I'm like, all right, well, um, how how about if we don't get the new garbage disposal and we'll just figure that out on our own, and then you just blow the lines for us just so we can get this flood shit out of the way for now. Right. And he was like, all right, well, you know, that'll only be uh, about three hundred and eighty dollars. And I'm like, okay. Um, we're starting to get to a n- price. No, we're still not because yeah. I'm I'm still thinking like my price is like two hundred. Right. <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping like around two hundred. So three eighty something. That's still dead too. I'm like no. So um. So at that point, it's like uh, looking at my bank account. I'm like I, so, and I, I tell the guy, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and pay you for now uh, the mm-hmm. forty dollars. Um, me and my girl, we're gonna go get our own garbage disposal, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll see from there. And um, we go outside, and then I pay him with the. Um, he has like a little iPad to where he can take a payment on the, the car. Yeah. yeah, and we go out to his van, and he opens his door, and in the um, inside the door, I see a pack of Newports, and I haven't smoked or drank in the past week, you know. Right. And I see it, and immediately I'm triggered. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> fucking happiness, a fucking release. The camera starts shaking. <laughs> yes, I'm just like, mm. and it's like <laughs> and I'm just staring at it. I'm fixed at this at this box of cigarettes and then um i finally asked him like yo man you you mind if i bum a cigarette he was like yeah man no problem and he opens up the box of cigarettes and there's nothing in there and i look inside of it and i see a blunt like a marijuana blunt inside oh. it at the bottom he closes that back up gets another box of cigarettes on the side and gives me that and we start smoking for a second and we start talking and hitting it off and everything and i was like yo i said uh seen a blunt inside <laughs> the other thing he was like oh no, no don't worry but no 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 it's cool it's cool it's like i was spraying in the back room before you got here to make sure you didn't you know it was cool because i ain't know he's like, okay now you you want to get i'm like yeah so we sat there and we chopped it up in the front yard he was like hey man check me out if y'all go ahead and get y'all on um garbage disposal mm-hmm. and then you call me back this weekend i'll take care of it for you for 150 dollars oh you know shit. just me and you we work that shit out ourselves right so i'm like what you know <laughs> so so it was like hell yeah i mean that's that was just the the <laughs> highlight of my week, you know, going from a five hundred and eighty five dollar thing to you know, one hundred and seventy five. Like I said, it was just those habits that I'm trying to break. And then I seen a guy. I'm like, he's just trying to get through the fucking day, just like I am. <laughs> you know, it was just like, and we we got to relate and we got to bond, and then you know, got a you guys a connected nice on the just like I need, I need that, I need, I need to, that. yes, I need to destroy myself just a little bit, just in order to get through the day. And and, it, and it's like I don't, I don't think it's like a very uncommon thing. Is just that um people need things to get through the day and at one point like i said mine was food and mm-hmm. i was telling you last week it's like i'm taking an appetite suppressant yeah. but it's not my appetite needs suppressant it's my personality yeah you know it's like i'm you just see a thing and just like that's going in my mouth yes not even being hungry it's yeah. just it's just a thing to fill time so if i'm not gonna have a drink and i'm not gonna have a cigar you know it's just like what am i gonna do with myself i can only masturbate so many times <laughs> <laughs> you know you can only do it so many make times. sure you don't send the link to someone yeah <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I feel you. The, the habits are difficult because I, yeah. I do my own things. Yeah. Uh, lately, I've been just like pacing around my kitchen, talking to my cat. Yeah. And like that sounds really stupid, Not but that's been the thing that I go home. <laughs> yes. And I go like, I get to talk to my cat. Yeah. I get to have a conversation with my yeah. cat's not cat's not even he doesn't even he doesn't look care. at me. No. I'm talking to myself. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. But that little walk around the kitchen, sort of like going through my day to myself, mm-hmm. and like just being angry at the people that have been around in my day. Yeah. It is so cathartic. Oh yes. So cathartic. Oh yes. Like if I lost that, I would go insane. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get back to the to the point of um, just tripping everything. It's um, what do you need to make yourself happy? And, and and before it was, I was adding too many things into it. Like, oh, now I need this to make me happy. Now I need this. Now I need that. And I'm trying to strip all that down to where I'm happy with nothing. I'm happy right. with myself, and uh, just just being alone and just you know just within myself, happy in it. So, uh, yeah, that's a difficult thing to yeah. do. We all we all have our vices. Yeah. Um, 
uh, <laughs> we're, we're running out of time. But uh, before we close, I want to point out something. I realized that uh, a lot of my friends keep um, notes on their phones mm -hmm. for for quotes that they enjoy or shit that they think about and send out people here. Yeah. And I was talking about, about that to some of them. Turns out I'm in like four people, like maybe three people's phones mm -hmm. that, I, that I get quoted on because I said something stupid mm -hmm. one day. And... Not gonna lie, it's gonna be like the arrogant part of me. I was yeah, like, that's, that's, I'm fucking funny. Mm. I should, I'm fucking funny. Yeah, I'm not co-signing co any of that. You're yeah. gonna have to suck your dick on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not helping you do that. But then I realized that mm. that thought was just really stupid because I just say stupid shit all the time. Mm. Eventually, something's gonna land. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, like yesterday, I had a moment of like, I'm fucking hilarious, followed by, no, what are you? Stop. Mm. Stop talking. Okay. And then my cat looked me in the eye and I fell asleep. That's, um, that was my night. All right. Fucking, anyway. <sighs> don't send porn links to your friends that's the highlight of the advice from brian be careful where you keep your your, your links anyway yeah. <laughs> i don't think there's not there's not very many occasions where we like allow dead air yeah. I, i enjoyed that <laughs> i enjoyed that just now it was just like a quick three seconds of contemplation and reflection <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna play the music <laughs> Yeah, do the thing. Come back for Nightcrawler. Do the thing. Jesus fucking Christ. Welcome back to the For Films Like Podcast. We are going to be talking about Nightcrawler. But before that, I want to apologize to you, Chris. My armpits fucking stink. I just like raised up my arm and I got a whiff of myself and I was like, fuck me, this is awful. I mean, I, I just directly left the gym, stayed 30 minutes in the sauna. So, I mean, I can't be smelling much better. <laughs> can't smell much I'm better. I'm glad we're on the same boat on this one. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we get into Nightcrawler, I'm sure mm -hmm. people seen the um, or heard about the Golden Globes. Yeah. La La Land just they, they took everything. Everyone's took sucking La La Land stick real hard. They, With good reason. Yes. La La Land won Best Director, Best Picture, Best Original Score, Best Actor, and Best Actress in a Musical Comedy. Damn. Like and they, that musical com musicals yeah. are not very common anymore. No, no. Or comedy, though. I mean, yeah. it's like comedy or musical. So, I mean, um, yeah, they, they did it. Um, best Animated Zootopia. Love that. And the, the best TV and best TV comedy and best actor, mm -hmm. fucking Atlanta, Donald Glover. Oh, really? Like, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. we've been talking about him for like the past year and he finally got it. And he got oh, his got, award. Like, got that recognition. Awesome. Hell yeah. You got it, Donnie. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched La La Land and I ended up crying mm -hmm. three times in the movie. And then when I left the theater, I cried again. Yeah. <laughs> I was walking down a, like a lonely street down in Brickdale Village. Mm. And I just like fucking sat in a Starbucks and I just cried for 10 minutes. Nice. Movie was great. It was. It was fantastic. It was really good. Uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Uh, when Louis Bloom, a driven man desperate for work, muscles into the world of L.A. crime and journalism, he blurs the line between observer and participant to become the star of his own show. Aiding him in his effort is Nina, a TV news veteran. Uh, the writer director is Dan Gilroy and the star is Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah, that is a uh, this. Uh, I want to just get this out. This movie, I was, I've been watching this movie for a year. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> like I started this movie, I watched it in bits and pieces a year ago. Okay, okay. I But the, the movie's so uncomfortable. It is so so uncomfortable mm. that for the better part of a year, I couldn't get past the the date scene. Mm. And like every time I got to that date scene, I'm just like, I can't. 
I gotta, I, I gotta fucking, I gotta fucking close it. Like, I, I think we have um, different. T- I, I, I'm, I'm almost certain that we have like a complete 180 view of this movie. Probably, I'm maybe. almost certain. Uh, the, the, the first things first. Obviously, Jay Gyllenhaal mm. or Gyllenhaal yeah. or Gyllenhaal. Definitely not Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> There's no O's or U's. J Y. It's another language. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Jay Gyllenhaal uh, is amazing in this movie. Yes, he, he is. is. He's mm. one of my favorite actors. Yeah. He's kind of on the same level as Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Gosling for yes. me. Yes, but just not as. It's sexy, but yeah, but not not as sexy. It's not a sex symbol. No, I would say, but, but he's acting? on the same level as talented mm-hmm. as Ryan Gosling. Yes, I f- I fucking love him, mm-hmm. and uh, he was amazing in this movie yes. to the point where I couldn't watch him in Ooh. some scenes. Yeah, because uh, I believed it a little too much. It was rough, mm. and then but Nina, uh, which I think I don't know this for sure, mm. but I'm pretty sure the the actress that plays Nina mm. is the director's wife, hmm. maybe. Okay. I, I read something in an article about that. She does a great job as Nina. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic actress for that yes. role. Even when she was like, because she had a lot of emotional scenes where she couldn't necessarily show just one emotion throughout the whole movie. Because mm. she was like the dominant and then not the dominant in the conversation. Yes. So she had a great, she had a great range. Yes, and I did. absolutely loved her. Um, and then the, even, like, even the supporting cast for this movie was fantastic. Like, it was yes. a pretty solid movie all around. There's a, uh, the first guy that he hires, a guy named Rick or yep. Richard. Uh, he plays Nasir in this show called The Night Of. Okay. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out if you haven't, guys. Nice. And another show I was talking about last week, The OA. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's in the last three episodes of that. He plays a uh, federal or FBI guy. So, I mean, this guy's getting a lot of work recently. Yeah. Really, really good. He, he, uh, and and well-deservingly, he's pretty oh, yeah. good. He's yeah, yes. pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this movie follows Jay Gyllenhaal's character, mm-hmm. Lou Bloom, mm-hmm. um, who is look, he's, he's a hustler. He steals shit, sells them to pawn shops. Yes. And then he finds out that he can make money selling crime scenes. Mm. And it just fucking goes down the drain, man. It just fucking gets so <laughs> fucked up. Like, like I said, I, I, I'm, I look at it as, I think you look at it as like a horror story, and I'm looking at it as a success story. I, I, I look at it as a successful horror story. <laughs> okay, yes, yes, yes. 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 Like, I, I, I acknowledge what they were trying to do with the movie. Like, mm. at first, the movie felt like they were satiring the news media and how the mm. media works and what the media can make people do. Yeah. Did they go to such extent to, like, to such extents? As to like, uh, you know, fake a crime scene or set up a crime scene, yeah. so that they can make money because that's what people want to see. Definitely. So like, I felt I, I the social commentary was there. Yeah. But then the movie stopped being about the social commentary and just stopped being about how you sometimes ruthless people are just the ones that win. Yes. And there's nothing, there's Lots nothing of time. to do about it. Lots yeah. of times, yes. And 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 I I love that aspect of the movie because mm. they had me cheering for the antihero at the beginning, hmm. but then. I was like, oh, yeah, Jake, he's a weird guy, but he's not going to fuck anything. He's not going to do anything. Yeah. He's, he's a sociopath. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But he's fine. Yeah. And then, like, halfway through the movie, when he starts, there's a scene where he grabs a dead body from a car and, like, moves him around. Yes. And I was like, all right, well, I guess, I, I guess, it, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the first time you, you see it is um, when he goes to a crime scene and sneaks inside the house, the first house. Right. And there's a bullet hose through the window and through the refrigerator. And he, moves and the he manipulates the frame. But and it was like, at yep. that part, I was, when he did that, I was kind of like, that's, all right, that's not, that's invasive. He opened the door. That's like, yeah, that's like the gate, but mm-hmm. he hasn't stepped through it. That's all he I can, needed. He can back out. <laughs> and Fuck. I don't even say anything about it anymore. God damn it. That was my mom. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So he, he fucking, like, at that point, he opened the gate, but he wasn't through it. So I was kind of like, maybe he can, he can pull it back. Pull nope. it back, Jake. Mm-mm. Pull it back. Definitely not. And then he moved the dead body. And at that point, I'd been cheering it on for, like, 40 minutes in the fucking movie. Mm. So I felt like I was just dragged into the whole situation. <laughs> 
And it's just like, oh, he's meant it. Okay, well, I guess I'm in this with you, Jake. I feel like Ricky in the fucking car just yeah. watching the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole experience was just like super, it was a super uncomfortable movie for me to watch. Mm. Uh, but it was so, it was the good kind of uncomfortable. Mm. The, the uncomfortable that was purposeful yeah. and the director wanted in the movie. Yes. And, and, and I, I just felt it was very successful at what it wanted to do. Yeah. Like I, I looked at it as the um like the rise of like like of someone so driven and ambitious and the rise of a future Fortune 500 company you know is what is what he ends up making in the future. Right. Uh, the name of his company I believe is a video, video production, production yeah video production news. Um, my favorite scene in this entire movie is the first interaction between Nina and Jake Gyllenhaal. Really, F- favorite thing. As soon as they, um, as soon as the interaction is over, and uh, she she tells him about all the things that he needs to do. Go get yourself a new camera. Mm-hmm. Work on your framing. Work on this, this, and this. And he goes through that checklist. He goes through that exact checklist. And the first thing he tells her, he was like, um, "You'll be seeing me again. I'm, I'm a very quick learner." And then she looks him in the eyes and she says, "I believe you." Yeah. And, and and the thing is, as soon as she said that, I was like, wow, because before that, you get to see that she has no moral compass. She has no conscience and she right. and she has no qualms about putting things on the well, news. Here, the interesting thing is like, it's not that she doesn't have it, but mm-hmm. she's willing to throw it away. They show you that sure. she's willing to throw it away. Yes, definitely. But she's still bound by some degree of it. Sure. But yes. her, her, her relationship with Lou mm-hmm. pushes her over that edge and she abandons it. Yes. Yeah. Maybe yeah, like I said, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even give her so much credit just because she was going to do it. Like, right. all, all, it could have taken anyone to come in that position. She was just ready to be tipped over, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, but um, but she she was just so much of a deplorable character earlier on. But then she recognized someone that was her equal. You know, it was like, oh, you're saying all this crazy stuff. Anybody, any normal person would be like, okay, get the fuck out of here, jackass. She's like, no, I... I believe you. And and then that relationship sparks off, but she has no idea that he's more driven, more ambitious and more motivated and is willing to to do way more. And also a sociopath. Sure. I mean, she, she may be in her own right as well, you know, but, but she, she does not realize that he is 10 levels past where she is, where she thought she saw an equal. He was so much more motivated to go beyond and um, as we get into the movie, you'll, <laughs> you'll oh, discover fuck, some of the he things fucking that he goes does. beyond. Oh, yeah. Uh, my favorite thing about the movie is how chilling the dialogue was. Mm. Uh, Jay Gyllenhaal's dialogue was not very heavy. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't dramatic. Mm. It was very simple. It was very straightforward. Yes. But at the same time, every time you heard him talk, you heard him talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one scene where uh, the guy in the, the other band, the... the, the Marcus or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the other um, news, yeah. yeah, the other news site. Yeah. Joe. He's like talking to Lou to get him to join his mm-hmm. news van and crew. Oh, I wish I could grab yeah. you by your ears and scream in your fucking face. I'm not fucking interested. The thing is, he but doesn't instead, even say it that animated. <laughs> no, no, no. But instead, I'm just going to go home and do some accounting. Do some he account. says it in the most monotone voice ever, and you know that he's not joking with you. He's not fucking around. Mm-hmm. If he threatens you, he fucking threatens you. Yes. And, and just like that aspect of Lou... I, I, I saw it through the beginning. Of, you can always tell there's something off about him, even mm. through the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, every every ounce of my body was saying, like, no, no, don't do anything. Not that guy. Mm-hmm. Get a, get away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even when Ricky showed up and he was being hired. Mm. Like, he just has this, he charms you into thinking that he knows what he's doing. Mm. Uh, into when he's figuring it out just as much as you, he's just manipulating you mm-hmm. to do what you want. And like I felt, I felt manipulated during mm. the whole movie, like by the dialogue. I feel like he deserved to win if the people can be manipulated. I mean, th- yeah, I don't, I don't. That's like a moral yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I really don't think like 
if he won, he won. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with the moral angle that the movie took. Yeah. He won, he won. That's fine. Yeah. He manipulated people, he got what he wanted. That's okay by me. Yeah. But I just felt like I didn't have a choice, you know? Mm. And, like, I think that that's what the movie wanted, mm. for sure. Mm. Uh, the movie turns into, like, a horror movie. Yeah. But not a not a traditional horror. Like Definitely it, not, no. It's more of a sort of, like, a psychological thriller. Like, what yes. if I had run into this a, fucking A psychological guy? horror because, I mean, if you realize the world is run by people like this. Yeah. You know, the, the, the ambitions that care nothing about... I mean, if, if human life gets in the way of money, money is much more important to these type of people. You know, and... Yep. um. And that's what ultimately uh, gets his partner killed. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, I, was, I was thinking about that while I was watching it. And it was like, was he right to do this? Like, of course, he's not right to get someone killed. <laughs> right. You know, but I'm saying by his logic and in his mind. Because, like I said, I'm a very black and white person. So I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Like I said, he's... The, another thing that I noticed about him is mm -hmm. he's constant. He's, he's the same. And the only time that he actually became aggressive, mm -hmm. uh, physically aggressive, is... Um, when he, he was frustrated on himself mm -hmm. uh, because he fucked up he one fucked sale. Up. He fucked up that one yeah. sale. And he came He came home and he looked in the mirror and he shook, shook the hell out of him and broke the mirror. You, you know, know, that's my favorite shot in that movie, mm. by the way. When the mirror breaks and yeah. you see the reflection of him falling in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, like, I was just like, you know, like they had like a couple mirrors, but you know that that was like every take of that. If Ooh, they fucked it up, just a little bit. It was just like reset the whole fucking mirror. Yeah. Do the whole fucking thing again. Yeah. And it was just, it's, it's just a great shot. Yeah. Great shot. Yeah. Uh, the um, but you, you see how far he's willing to go. E even earlier on, the um, like I said, the, a guy offers him a job. Mm -hmm. A guy who's like, I've been doing what you're doing for the past 14 years. Like I live and I breathe this thing. It's like, let me bring you on. We don't have to have any competition. Me racing with you. You just come join me. I'll give you the other van, mm -hmm. and then we'll both split split the profits 50-50. Right. He's not into that at all. He's like, I'll r much rather work for myself. In his mind, he has his business plan, and it's just business. It has nothing yeah. to do with other people. And this person is getting in the way of his business plan. Right. So um, so. Eventually, like they never let you know what happens, but he cuts the brakes. Yeah, he absolutely cuts. <laughs> he, the he cuts the brakes, and um, you, 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 that's another one of my favorite shots too. When the um, when Joe is getting is in the in the gurney and he's getting put inside the ambulance, he's bleeding. Yeah, bleeding out of his mouth, and Jake Gyllenhaal goes, goes up to him with the camera and is putting the camera in his face as he's maybe dying right there. And the guy sees Jake Gyllenhaal and he knows, <laughs> he knows, <laughs> yeah. and they both know. It's like whoa. The <clears throat> fuck i got something in my throat mm. it sucks the the other thing i liked about that specific scene mm. is that uh the movie does this really great thing where they set up a really subtle thing and then they cut to to the result of that thing so like during the break lines they set up him getting frustrated because mm. joe got the sale yeah and then they cut to him in the car picking up Ricky, and there's a rape at Griffith Park. And they're not going there. But they're not going to the rape. They're mm -hmm. going to the car crash. And they're like, well, why the fuck are they going? To? And then you go like, oh, it's a blue van. He knew that it was the blue van. Mm -hmm. He made that happen. Yes. The, the use of, of ellipses, mm -hmm. uh, the film ellipses, yeah. is great because you know things that are happening. Mm -hmm. Not because they've, they tell you it's happening, but because you see the relationship of the two cuts. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of movies don't have. Mm. Uh, the Nice Guys had a lot of that, and they used it for comedy. Mm. Jay, uh, this movie used it for drama. Yes, I mean, ah oh, man, uh, another another. So, what do you think about the uh, the death of of uh, of Rick? I it was very uneventful for me, Ooh. very unimpactful. That thing hurt. Really, you know? <laughs> that hurt for me to see this guy die. I mean, um, 
because because what happens is um like at the, at the end of this wreck mm-hmm. um jake gyllenhaal he walks up and then he, he looks inside the van to see if the uh, the guy with the gun is dead or mm-hmm. not uh we don't get to see but um jake gyllenhaal he looks and he's like he's dead come over here and get a shot of him you know with your camera jake steps back not the um rick he go, he comes over with the camera he turns the light on and he sees the guy in the flipped over suv with his gun and he shoots him three times in the chest yep kills him jake gyllenhaal walk walks over to get a better shot and the guy with the gun looks at jake gyllenhaal filming all of it thinks about it for a few seconds and then just like no it's not worth killing him let him get my last moments of life you know right videotaped and he ultimately dies to the hands of the police jake then goes over to his former partner that's well his current partner that's dying on the ground that he just had killed and he's letting him know why he was like you tried to manipulate me and you would have tried to do it again and it was like the this, the exact same thing that i jake can't Gyllenhaal, have an untrustworthy partner no the exact same thing that jake gyllenhaal does to everyone else he can he recognizes that so if you try to play game on him he has to get rid of you and it made it hard for me to sympathize with characters that were easily manipulated and naive it it made me you know because things are going to happen it's like in my mind i expect there to be millions of people like that and mm-hmm. they're going to take advantage of you if you let them right you know so then when when rick is like how, how why, why are we going to this car thing and this this wreck instead of the rape he's like he's not putting two or two together then right. they, then they finally get to the scene and then it's like well how did they just wreck i mean they just they ran into a pole how do you just run into a pole he's still not putting it together you right. know so it's like he's a very naive person so it's like it's not right of course it's not right to kill somebody that you don't agree with but how does rick not understand who he's dealing with and this is this is where the the morals compass of the movie gets mm. twisted because uh, again i i thought the the rick's death was mm. unimpactful i didn't mm. really care really i didn't wow. really like rick as a character i Ooh. wasn't emotionally invested with him okay at all uh, not because the character was faulty but mm. because even though he was needed to establish sort of jake uh, lou bloom's um, ideology he was a vehicle for Lou Bloom to speak and we see him get more aggressive as he gets obsessed with the job yeah he was a vehicle for all of that and he did that for all of that and he did that very well mm-hmm. but I wasn't emotionally invested in him I didn't really care about him as a character mm-hmm. so when he died I was just kind of like I mean I saw it coming yeah I knew Jake would fuck this guy over mm-hmm. when he said that he had to threaten him physically to get out of the car to get the shot. Yeah. Because uh, he said, well, you've agreed to participate and then backing out is the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Worst mistake you can make. Mm-hmm. So like at that point, I knew Rick was gone. Yes. So like I didn't really feel attached to him in any way. He died and I just saw, saw kind of saw it of like the aftermath of being manipulated by Lou. I mean, it, as soon as it happened, the um, he talked to a detective. They wanted to know about it. And she was like, you filmed him dying. Right. And he was like, well, that's my job. That's what I do. I'd like to think if you're, if you're seeing me, you're having the worst day of your life. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he would like to think. <laughs> Which I laughed. I laughed pretty hard at that. Yeah. Uh, this movie's funny in, in the worst ways. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the his Rick's death also cemented, um, I feel like, the, the relationship with Nina. Mm-hmm. After um, after it happens and then he, he goes to sell that uh, that tape to Nina, it's a complete difference from the first time where he has some really good footage and she's telling him how much that uh, she's willing to give him. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, no, this is what's going to happen now. You're going to give me the, the, the price that, I, that I've come to and you well, believe. Well, that happens before that. That yeah. happens before. That's um, mm-hmm. during the break-in. I think that's that, when that's, he films a break in. Yes, that's when he that's when he first I'm saying she changes after that. The second time when he gets different footage, mm-hmm. now it's a completely different thing. 
Okay. You know, so earlier on when he has that, that first footage and she was like, he's like, no, this is what it is now. If I give you a price, then you should believe that I've thought about it very much and I'm not changing my mind, right. you know, but then the, the next time <laughs> when he goes with new footage and um, first of all, they're, they're looking at it and she's seeing, she's like, isn't that your partner that's, that's dead right there? Right. You know, and she's, she really realizes how much he's willing to sacrifice, right. you know, blood anything it doesn't matter to get to that next level and that's the she has those same ambitions and goals she was the uh, the director like i said of the um the worst rated uh, los angeles uh, news you know of the night and mm-hmm. she knew she was going to be gone very soon her contract was about to run out and she was willing to do anything to just be able to keep her job and keep status and maintain and move up right and she ran into <laughs> she ran into someone that was much past her equal yeah it was uh, nice the ending felt for me, I, I felt a disconnect in tone mm-hmm. from the ending and the rest of the movie. What do you mean? Uh, from the, after he was at, the, ga- at the, the, the detective station and she said that you watched him die, you filmed him back. Yeah. After that, I felt, it felt really dreamy. Hmm. It felt like it was a fantasy. Uh, hmm. And I don't really know why it felt that way, but I felt like Nina's attitude, because Lou had convinced Nina or like had tried to coerce her into sleeping with him. She did. Uh she did sleep with him? What? That that exact the exact scene that I was talking about. He was like, um, he was like, yeah, not the not not what we do in private in our in, in the in the privacy of our own home. Not like the last two nights. And then she looks at him. She was like, so so what are you gonna give me for this? And she was like, well, maybe I should be asking you. And you can kind of see the no. where that there where was the, a sexual tension for sure. I knew there was sexual tension. Oh, yeah, I just were, missed the I just missed the line where he said that they'd been. Yeah. Um, but uh it just felt fa- like a fantasy for me it felt mm. like uh, like maybe just maybe he had gotten caught mm. during the detective scene yeah and they had pinned it on him yeah and he was just fantasizing what the outcome would have been had he not gotten caught okay it felt that way for like a solid five minutes and then i realized that wouldn't make sense that mm. would that would kind of fuck up the movie mm. i think yeah so like i think that what happened actually happened but yeah. it just felt so twisted and out of reality for me hmm that the ending wasn't nearly as a, uh, as impactful as I thought it would have been had I been not disconnected from that moment on. The, uh, the it felt like it was uh, some years past is uh, the ending for me. Like those last five minutes, I feel like two years, maybe three years have passed, and now he has the same thing that Joe had. Now he has his own two vans. So I mean, right. just that and alone is like this isn't the next day. You know, so now he has two vans. He's hired three employees. He's bought um, clothes for his employees. It has the VPN uh, logo on there. And he ends the last line of the movie is, and remember, don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And like watching him do all the shit in the movie, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to work for this guy what the fuck is this and and that's the thing is like you know that he would do anything yeah, right. he would do anything and it's like you've heard so many of, of bought well i've just had too many jobs but so many <laughs> bosses that'll that'll tell you that and you don't really think about it in the in that way right. you know somebody that that took zero and then brought it to the mountaintop like the like when he uh when uh jake first met the um the guy that he was selling steel to and fences and everything mm-hmm. and he's trying to get a job and it was like i would imagine somebody of your status they didn't fall on the top of the mountain you know they got there by scraping and climbing their way up there yeah. and he's begging for a job and the guy's eventually is like you know what I don't I'm not gonna hire a thief I'm not hiring a fucking thief and and Jake he doesn't get angry about it he thinks about it logically and he was like you know what you're like in himself he's like you're right you know and he right. wouldn't hire a thief himself once he got there so in his mind it's just all business it's all business and trying to get to the next step for him right nothing's emotional no which makes mm-hmm. the movie that much more chilling mm-hmm. chilling yeah god my accent's like fucking me up today <laughs> yeah uh, it makes a movie that more, more, much more threatening and mm. sort of dramatic. Yeah. You know, the fact that everything is business for him. He has yeah. no expectations out of anybody. 
he does he, the only expectation he has is that people do what he says he does mm-hmm. and that's because he's the the, the owner of the relationship he's yeah. the dominant person in almost every interaction he has mm-hmm. which was part of why i couldn't watch this movie mm-hmm. a lot of the time it was just like watching jake or lou bloom try to dominate other characters and, ha- and showing the other characters have pushback mm-hmm. and Lou being oblivious to that pushback because he just wants to push harder. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking uncomfortable. It's just like so hard to watch. It's but but the people are allowing it to happen. It's just like the um, like Nina. It's I couldn't feel bad for her. Like earlier on, I didn't you, feel bad for anybody. Yeah, okay. I had no sympathy for anybody. Yeah, in this movie, everyone okay. for me was kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah, but. I just like I knew what was happening. I identified what was happening. Yeah. I knew that I knew that uh, there's in script writing there's a, there's strategies, yeah. which is how you get the other characters to do what this character mm-hmm. wants. And I identified every single fucking strategy that Lou Bloom used. Yeah. used. And because I could identify all of those conversational pieces and identify what he was doing with his words, mm-hmm. it just made it that much more uncomfortable for me. This is a mm-hmm. movie that if you understand how characters speak and go with the one in a movie, mm-hmm. you understand that Lou Bloom is an almost perfectly written character. I mean, he's a person. I mean, if yeah. you understand people in general, um, if you're taking a psychology course, if you deal with um, human behavior, mm-hmm. you know, if you just study human beings, you will know this is not your typical person. Right. And it was upsetting that some of the characters didn't, didn't see, see him. But Nina did. That's like, that's why it was my favorite part in the, in, the, in the movie, that Nina immediately recognized what this is, but she just didn't know the extent of it. Right. You know, everyone around, they just see just some weirdo loser that looks like a creep, <laughs> you know? But um, earlier on, when um, when he's propositioning uh, Nina, you know, he's uh, trying to get her to go out on a date with him, right. and uh, they go out to a Mexican restaurant, and he's like, um, you know, I've I've been looking for someone who I can build with, someone uh, that I can um be personal with, somebody that I can be physical with, and she was like, yeah, you know, um, I hope you find. It. I was like, well, you know what, the thing is, I think I've already I already have, <laughs> you know. And I want that, Nina. I want that. With I want you. that with you. And like, she she tries to let him down, and then he was like, well, all right, this is what I know about you. I um the uh, the the packages that I've been giving you with these these news packages, mm-hmm. it's been raising the value of your television station just just on the things I'm giving you alone. If you don't want that to go away, then how about you do what I tell you to do? Right. She still doesn't bite. It was like, oh, I also know that all the jobs that you've had, you've only had two year contracts, and you've only have about three months left on this contract. And if your ratings go down, I imagine that you wouldn't be here much longer after that. And she's still just like, what the fuck? You know, he's just like hitting her, hitting her, and just like and and i'm in my mind i want her to just be like no i will not be blackmailed i will not be threatened right go ahead i'll lose my job i don't want it bad enough for that but it's just you've already seen that from earlier on when she was in the newsroom the, the guy was like no you can't show that that's inside of the house these are blood these they have a family you're showing them just bloodied up and it's just the worst unmoral thing to show on television she was like i don't care i would do whatever i have to do to secure the moment myself that nina broke bad for me mm-hmm. let's say was when they were showing the the frank came in and said that the story about the dream the house the triple murder in the house mm-hmm. was a a drug a drug robbery a drug theft yeah. and she was like no we're running and it's like crime sneaking into the family oh after the fact yeah yeah that mm-hmm. was the moment that for me nina broke bad that was Ooh. the moment where i saw her moral compass go flip-flop even before, I mean, what about when um, they had the two uh, the two hosts of the show, mm-hmm. and she's just spinning an angle that she knows isn't true. Right, like but that. at that point, uh, at that point, I, I just kind of felt it was just like she's running a news station. She's mm-hmm. that that was to be expected. 
to push from, a false agenda. Well, oh, because the agenda wasn't one hundred percent false at the time. Right. Like she didn't know that it was a it was drugs there or not. She just knows she wanted to push sensationalism and you know. Right. Get it, so yeah. like I felt like that was like expected of a media environment. Like so I kind of saw that coming. Like a terrible media environment. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. it didn't it didn't actually hit with me mm. as hard. But then when she knew the facts and she was like, no, we're running. And this I'm still as doing this. Yeah. And I was like. Fuck. And then she said, uh, I think Lou is something that we should all aspire to. Mm-hmm. And like at that point, that's that was when Nina broke out for me. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that was when I realized that the extent, the effect that Lou's having on these people, mm-hmm. that's when I realized that not only is he a really effective sociopath mm-hmm. and manipulating people, yeah. he is brilliant at getting people to do what they want for him. Mm-hmm. And if I and, and, and the, the real fear in this movie comes from me. If I ran into someone like Lou, mm-hmm. will I be able to resist that manipulation i would hope but, so yeah i would hope so too <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing about the movie it's like because these people uh you know are normal people they're people that they encounter every day and then mm. they encounter lou and they, they were charmed by it yeah uh do i like the the horror of the movie coming for for me comes mm. from like if i what if i turn into this guy what if i meet this guy you that's know? The, the horror for me is like it's not meeting the guy because mm-hmm. it's just like being secure myself the horror for me is becoming the guy right. and exactly how for what is that line you know how because like i said i cut emotion out of so many things and mm-hmm. it's just like black and white and the end justifies the means for me but where is that moral line about how far you're willing to right. go like i said i've i've made a comment about skipping people a line because they didn't care about themselves so i'm like i don't care about you either mm-hmm. you know so it's like I, the the moral compass is this kind of uh the moral line is blurred but how far can you you go and with his character here it shows exactly how far it can go yeah and that, it, it that's where it gets pretty, scary it can go pretty bad yeah and but the my on, honestly and, and the reason why i love this movie after the fact of having watched it mm. after a year of trying to watch it is that nothing feels out of place no everything like it's very tightly written mm-hmm. it's very tightly directed the camera shots are simple but they're pretty yeah and and, and just kind of like the look of the movie, it just feels very uncomfortable, the whole... Like, I know I keep saying the word uncomfortable, mm. but not the performances in the movie, the look of the movie, the the, the frames of the movie, the, yeah. the, the angles, the shots, they feel uncomfortable to a degree. Mm. Uh, like, when they're in the car, we see, like, a huge... Every time we, we show Rick, we see Jake Gyllenhaal's face, showing that he's always in control of their relationship. Mm. But when they cut to Rick, he's always, like, sort of nervous and, like, backed in the corner of his car. Yeah. And so, like, every time that they cut to someone that's interacting with Jay Gyllenhaal, they feel trapped. Yeah. And, and, and by association, I feel trapped watching the movie. Hmm. And whenever they show pictures of Jake by himself, uh, he's always shown sort of in a position of power. He's calm. He's collected. Mm-hmm. Arms behind his back. Wearing a suit and tie. Manipulating people. Saying exactly what they want. Yep. So, like, the whole look of the movie, the whole direction of the movie is aimed to make you feel uncomfortable at Lou's presence. Yeah. Which I thought was incredibly effective. It was great. I, I liked how um, no one was morally. The only, the only person that that really had a moral compass there was the um, the guy that was that was in the newsroom. Frank was, was his name Frank. Yep. The guy that was kept telling her, "No, you can't do this. You can't do that." Yada yada yada. Um, that's the only guy because even the even the host of the show, like they had no moral compass either. No. And you got to see that when um, her as the uh, the director of the show, and she's like vicious, more vicious, attack. Like she just keep throwing these words out that you know just to keep them repeating and repeating and bringing more viewers in. And they're just like puppets and saying these things that they don't know if they right. necessarily believe or not. And that's why I thought the movie was a satire news media. Mm. It's like like every everyone that wasn't in the newsroom or everything that wasn't Nina the director pushing our agenda was just mm. a puppet. 
Mm. It was just kind of like, oh, this is what new subpoenas are. Everyone's probably just spewing out information. But it's not just the people. It's people in general. Right. Like, I was looking at everyone that is willing to be manipulated and, and, and follow the uh, the puppet master. Like, mm-hmm. everyone. So, I mean, even Rick, that's not a part of it. Like, everyone who is willing to become a puppet, you're mm-hmm. a fucking puppet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's and unfortunate. The, the matter of the fact is, is this movie is, is I think it's come out 2014. 2014. Mm-hmm. I think this was probably one of the best movies that came out that year. Maybe, maybe I'll have to look. I... Yeah. I, I I, I can't think of a movie in 2014 that I remember that had an effect like this movie had on me. Mm. I mean, it took me 2015 to watch this movie. Okay. And and like, but I, I I'm closing it out because we're like at 30. Hold on, hold on. I, uh, my favorite line. Got his favorite lines. Um, when they're they're having they're having dinner, and then she's like, um, and, you know, he's going through all these different things. He's hitting her with one thing, hitting her with another thing, and she's finally like, no, what what do you want? What are you trying to get at? Mm. And he was just like, I just want a friend. And she's like, well, friends don't pressure friends to have sex with them. And he was like, actually, <laughs> actually don't, don't you know, a friend is a gift that you give to yourself. And she looks at him like, what the fuck? Like, I th- she finally realizes who yeah. she's dealing with at that point, at, like the 100% escape of it. And then they cut it from there. And you never really know, did, did they go home from there and have sex? Like, you don't know until you get to their next interaction where he was saying no and not like the last two times and the things that we do in private together. Right. And it was like, oh, shit. Like, she took the bait and now she's fully in. She's fully into this. Yeah. Uh, the, the I really think that after the detective scene of the movie, mm-hmm. that was a my honest review of this movie. It was it was it was coherent and it was consistent all onto the way that he gets into the detective's office, mm-hmm. and then it felt a little too dreamy and fantastical for me, mm-hmm. and that disconnected me with the rest of the movie. Okay, but it, it's not to say that the ending wasn't effective. It's just it's not as effective as it could have been. There there, there could have been a lot more. Like I thought they were gonna play the con- the angle of the detective a little bit more. I would have honestly liked to see that. To for to to what end? Uh, just to see a little bit more of the detective uh, realizing that they don't have a case against him. Like they just cut from him being interviewed to him being free, right? Yeah. And like that's fine. That works totally fine. That's a directorial choice. Yeah. Um, but the fact that I didn't get to see what the conclusion of that interaction was uh, kind of bothered me a was, little bit. You feel like it was necessary to? Know, it's like we know that they didn't have the information, but you would have liked to see them. I don't. I don't think it's necessary. I mm-hmm. think that the fact that it didn't happen bothered me as a as a viewer. But why though? Uh, I don't really know. Just maybe because mm-hmm. I because I felt like there was more power. I felt like there was more of a setup to that interaction, and that wasn't a punchline. It, it's like it's like seeing a uh, a bottle of water is full, and then they cut and the bottle's empty, and it was like, I would like to see how that happened. It's like, you kind of know. Yeah, I know happened. I know how it happened, yeah. but it was just like the setup, the strength behind the setup mm. was a lot more powerful, more it was bigger mm. than the actual punchline that we got. And mm. and I'm okay, the information's still there, the information's mm. still delivered. Yeah. It's not, I'm not saying that it distracted me from it at all, okay. but it was just like, if you're going to, if you're going to set that up as if there's going to be some like legal consequence of what he's doing mm-hmm. and you're going to let him free, uh, I would like to see like maybe two more minutes of that interaction happen Okay. because it would have strengthened the fact that Luke can tuck his way out of anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if they would have went into more of that, then he would not be free. Right, <laughs> you know, because I mean, they they would have found ways of um of just holding him and just putting him in jail for some something. Yeah. I mean, he did a lot of foul I just, shit. I just wanted like one yeah. minute, two yeah. minutes more of him yeah. talking with the detective. Yeah. I just wanted like just I just craved that because it was such a good interaction. Yeah. I think that's really where it comes down to. I just craved it because yeah. I, I saw how smooth it was. And uh, my last favorite line is uh, he's talking to Rick inside the car. And uh, Rick is just terrified. It's like, you're driving too fast. Can you slow down? Can you slow? You're driving too fast. And then he, he turns to him and was like, you know what fear stands for? False evidence appearing real. 
<laughs> you know so it's like to, to him there's there's no such thing there's nothing to be afraid of there's no such thing as fear mm-hmm. like every all of that is bullshit there is point a and point b and anything in between is nothing to yeah. him the character was terrifying oh, it, yeah. it was a, it was a terrifying rendition of a person mm-hmm. there was no real happy ending for uh, him it was well yeah but and nina yeah i mean it's like that, that's the, the character that we followed mm-hmm. till the end he got his ultimate success he's building a fortune 500 company he's a ceo um he has employees working for him his own mm-hmm. van and possibly a wife now yeah it, it, it's just like it's so it's so weird to see that character succeed for me to see a villain and succeed. just like mm-hmm. fuck and like know that you want him to succeed too. yes and that's 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 the issue like how you know i, I keep bringing up how i didn't like the accountant mm-hmm. because it's like are you building him up to be a good guy? And that's the way it looked, but he did bad things, but I'm still supposed to like him as opposed to Nightcrawler is you're letting me know this is a villain. Right. You are not supposed to like this guy and he's going to win despite everything else. You know, and it's, and you're not supposed to like the fact that he wins, but he does. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's def- emotionally, it's a complicated movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. weird, but I do, uh, we're closing it out cause we're at the 35 minute mark, but movie was fucking fantastic. Uh, even if, if it takes you a while to watch it, that's fine. It took me a year, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it's a great movie. Jake Gyllenhaal does a great job. Uh, what I, I said the, the name of the director. Oh, it's, um, G- Gilroy, D- Dan Gilroy, it's Dan Gilroy, Dan Gilroy, mm. uh, Dan Gilroy did an amazing job. Mm. Uh, just really, he was on an interview and he said that this movie was a 180 for the kind of stuff that he usually writes. Hmm. And like for being a 180, the opposite of what he writes, this movie did brilliantly and it worked. It was effective at everything it did. Yeah. And it was terrifying and it was dramatic and it was funny where it wanted to be funny. Yes. It was just boom, 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 hit all the marks that I wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, if a movie can do that, regardless of whether you like the movie or not, mm-hmm. if a movie hits every mark it wanted to hit, it's a good movie. Yeah. I, I, I give this a solid, 89% out of 100. Um, it's a very good, to me, horror success story. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's nice. Horror That should be a new genre. Horror yeah, success. Horror success. <laughs> you see Dracula holding up like a suit and he's like working at an office. Mm. He like, won. That was, a, that was a bad joke. I'm going to, I think we should, we should cut. Don't cut. <laughs> no, we've already had the dead air. The dead air was fine once. No, no, no. I didn't want the dead air. <laughs> I just think we should cut after that joke. That was a bad Dracula joke. I don't I, want it in I the want, I, I would like to forget the Dracula joke yeah. happened and then talk for Move another on. two seconds and seconds. That maybe that didn't happen. So, uh, how, how you yep. doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. How you You're doing? doing yeah, I'm doing pretty doing, good. Doing yeah, there's a solid yeah. shot. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're going to be right back with the, with the television and movie premieres for next week, guys. Yeah. And we're back. Television and movie premieres. Yo. Chris, do your thing. Yo, have you seen? Have the, I seen? There's a there's a meme that's going around, yeah. and it's this guy that's like a cook. He has this like <laughs> this sword chicken. thing, and he's cutting up the meat, and then he like pours the salt down his arm <laughs> and sprinkles that shit. His arm's like bent over weird, and he's just like. <laughs> Fuck yeah, this is salt. Sprinkling that salt on there. Yo, if I don't see him on Ellen or Jimmy Fallon by Wednesday, by the time this episode comes out, if he isn't scheduled to be on an American television show, the internet, I don't believe in the internet anymore. <laughs> After that. Like this guy, he, he lives in Brazil. Oh, you know, really? They, yeah, Man. yeah. Like they, they've been putting him all over the internet lately. But I'm like, if you don't put him on at least Ellen or Fallon so he can do that salt thing with the hand... That's that's all I'm saying. That was that's probably my favorite meme of recent times. <laughs> yes, I love that <laughs> like, shit. I saw one. It was a it was a screenshot of that guy and a mm-hmm. screenshot of like a, a chef pouring salt normally. Yeah, and I was like you versus the, the guy, guy that she's talking about. Yep, yep. 
<laughs> yes, took an actual chef and he's doing things all the right way and by the book. <laughs> and then you get and this. he's just like with his bent ass arm. <laughs> yeah, he got so much swag, bro. He's so saucy. He is so saucy. Oh man! All right. I um, saw one more. I was like, "How extra are you?" Yes. <laughs> just a of He's so extra. Just get it up in there. Oh <laughs> Look man! Look at Lumi. Lumi's like, "What the fuck, guys?" What is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, not impressed at all. No. The cat is not impressed. No, he's not. It's like you motherfuckers woke me up for a motherfucker talking about salt. <laughs> motherfucking salt. Anyway. But yeah, um, this week in uh, television and movies, uh, the week of Tuesday, January the seventeenth through Monday, January the twenty third. Uh, the first thing we got Tuesday, January 17th is Frontline, Divided States of America. It's a documentary on PBS at 9 p.m. Uh, it's a four-hour special, and it, it examines the extreme polarization shaping American politics as the country prepares for a change in leadership later this week. Huh. Yeah. That sounds fun. We uh, we just got to see Obama do his farewell address on Tuesday. So, I mean, it's, that's officially over. Yeah. And, um, we have a new president coming in, so um, prepare yourselves for that. Yeah, but, have fun uh, with that. They'll, um, I mean, we'll all have to have fun with that. We can't yeah. separate ourselves from that. <laughs> yes, we, we will all collectively be having <laughs> fun with that. So, um, but that's that's Frontline Divided States of America. It's a documentary, PBS, 9 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, same thing, same channel is uh, Neil Brennan, Three Mics. Neil it's, Brennan? Uh, Neil Brennan, he, uh, he was a writer for The Chappelle Show. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, Neil Brennan, Three Mikes. He has a comedy special coming out on Netflix that same Tuesday, January 17th. The guy's funny. I nice. mean, he uh, he still tweets all the time. Very funny tweets. Um, it's, it's similar to like how you have um, people like Louis C.K., who was a writer behind Chris Rock, mm -hmm. or a person like... Um, Shoot, I'm going to forget his name. Paul Mooney, the writer behind Richard Pryor. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like these people typically don't have the charisma to carry an audience, right. but their fucking brain is brilliant. <laughs> you know, so um, I'm, I'm going to watch that Neil Brennan thing just to see those jokes because, I mean, it's, it's going to be all right. Uh, the next thing is going to be Thursday, January the 19th. America's first family, the Trumps go to Washington. Gross. So. Gross. The um the uh president is he, he no he's not President Trump your President elect Trump will be the president he is yep he is President elect until the twentieth yeah yeah uh, President elect Trump will be going to Washington on January the nineteenth and moving his things in um they're gonna show that on ABC at ten p.m. so that's that um <laughs> the uh, the, ne the next did you hear the tone of just like ah oh, fuck no I mean you know. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I wish the guy will. Like, I really wish that. I, I hope that he becomes. I mean, I hope he doesn't fuck things up because then, that, I mean, that means we get fucked yes, up. Yes, I'm saying, I hope he becomes yeah. the greatest president in the history of the United States. Yeah. That would be amazing. I wish that on every president. Did I mean, you read about the. I've only read headlines, mm -hmm. so I'm just, I'm not, I'm just going to say the headlines. You're talking about the insurance thing? Uh, no, no, no. The, the. <laughs> I read a headline somewhere that apparently Trump had asked for Russian prostitutes to pee on him. Oh. In mm -hmm. Russia. And like no. Putin was blackmailing him, yeah. and like I don't care if it's true. I don't mm. like I don't really I really don't. It's not gonna affect my opinion on it. Mm. I just think it's fucking hilarious that that's a headline. Uh, I mean that is a headline. Yeah. I guess. I mean yeah. I'm not I'm not let's separating all the politics away from it. Yeah. If I if anyone just like goes to Russia. Yeah. And has Russian prostitutes pee on them, and then Putin uses that to blackmail someone. That's a fucking headline. I mean, I don't, the, I mean, the truth, I mean, I don't know if that, that's true, but I'm more yeah. upset with the news company that, that felt like that was a headline. Right. Like, yeah. that's, that's the weird thing. Like, not that this happened or this is true. Like, I don't care what he does in his personal time. Yeah. Like, if he wants people to pee on him, sure, that's his own thing. Like, I got weird things that I, that I like happening to me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it's. And apparently, we, 
uh, I tend to send them to people. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that, that that I don't mind that so much, but I am disappointed that a, a it's a headline, yeah. a supposedly credible news source is like, oh, this is news. Like, yeah, oh, it, it was it was just it was just a really weird it's a weird thing to read on Reddit, and then yeah. just go like, oh, I'm not clicking that. That sounds yeah. like bullshit. Yeah, um, but it has been raising a lot of questions, like. Trump's relationship with Russia mm-hmm. has been raising a lot of eyebrows lately. Yeah. Which yeah. is insane. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he got Russian presses to pee on him. Don't you, guy? He's already orange enough. He can do what he wants. I mean, you know. Right. That didn't even make sense. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next thing is going to be on the exact same day, Thursday, January the 19th, is Baskets. Uh, Baskets is the Zach Galifianakis show. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if anybody's seen that last uh, last year, it's like he's like a he dresses up as a clown, but not a funny one, like a sad clown. Yeah, like a sad clown. Yeah. It's produced by Louis C.K., right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's very um, different, yeah. uh, unique. I haven't seen it. Um, eccentric. It's kind of like when a, when a girl, you want to describe what a girl looks like, and then you say she has a wonderful personality. Like, she's really nice, and she's very smart. Like, that's what this show is. <laughs> you know, this show has a wonderful personality. It's a very nice show, and it's, it's a Jesus very smart Christ. show. Very smart show. So, <laughs> you guys, you guys, check that show out. Um, Baskets Thursday, January the nineteenth is a comedy on FX at ten p.m. Uh, Zach Galifianakis supporting him. He was in Birdman. I think that was the best role he's done. Thus I think far. so too. That was awesome. Um, the next show is going to be January the twentieth. Uh, Frontier. It's a drama on Netflix. Jason Momoa. Oh yeah, ladies. Jason Momoa. Ladies, get ready him. for some Jason. What do you mean, ladies? Just ladies. Just any other. You know what? Is he is he the same guy? Am I thinking about the He's same Aquaman? guy? Yes. Yeah. We talked about Aquaman at work Hell recently. Yeah. You're gonna find out about some fucking Aquaman. <laughs> You're gonna find out about some goddamn Aquaman. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I would like you to go back and listen to our superheroes episode. Yeah. I caked up for fucking Aquaman. Yeah, you did. I Way remember that. back then. I was like, why is he not getting the respect? Like, I mean, I, I may never live to see the day that the Fantastic Four gets the respect that they deserve, but with Jason Momoa playing Aquaman, he's finally going to get some respect oh, yeah. out here. Yeah, Aquaman's going to get it. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to get that respect. Uh, Jason, But Jason Momoa is... Um, Jason Momoa, is, it's like how... It, it's, it's like someone took a Hawaiian god and mm-hmm. then just like, just, here you go. Yeah. Just like stuck <laughs> in a dude. Oh, yeah. He's a, an attractive man. Is uh, his show Frontier? Um, it's a Jason Momoa stars in a Canadian series that is exclusive to Netflix that chronicles the North America fur trade in the 1700s. Oh shit! It's already been renewed for a second season. Oh damn! There you go, Momoa. That's on Netflix. Get that money. Oh yeah. And the uh, the last show coming out this week is going to be Monday, January the 23rd. Um, this is the show that I think we both seen like one episode on and was whatever Quantico. Oh yeah, I saw I saw half a season. Mm. Yeah, I started I started the show like I really I'm I like the main character like she's super attractive, but I don't yeah. the show is whatever. She she looks like a bunny. Yeah, I was saying like she had like a little bunny the squirrel bunny, the type bunny thing. Face. Yeah, uh, she's she's pretty good, but the show's mm. not that great. Yeah, no, no, yeah. not into the show that much. Uh, but it moved to a new night. It's going to be on January twenty uh, third on Mondays. Now it's a drama that's going to be on ABC at ten p.m. All right, so that is back. Um, that's it for television. For movies, we have a very disappointing uh, block of movies coming up. <laughs> uh, unless, unless you're into this, these type of things. Um, so uh, first thing is going to be Staying Vertical. Uh, it's a 98-minute um, runtime. It's a comedy drama. It has a 60 out of a 100 meta score. 
Um, I don't recognize anyone in this movie um, or the director, uh, but <laughs> it's about a, fi- a filmmaker <laughs> has to raise a child by himself while it's looking for inspiration for his new film. So this is going to be super meta. It's a comedy drama, 98 minute runtime, staying vertical. Check that out if you will. All right. Uh, the next thing is The Founder, PG-13, a 115 minute runtime, biography, drama, history. Now this might be all right. I'm interested in that just because it's Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. This could be all right. It's, it's a 63 out of a 100 um, at Metascore. The story is the story of Ray Kroc, a salesman who turned two brothers, fast food eatery McDonald's into one of the biggest restaurant businesses in the world. Also give a lot of people diabetes, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that, that happens too. <laughs> that happens too. Um, it stars Michael Keaton and Nick Offerman. You'll know Nick Offerman from... Um, Parks and, and Recreation. And uh, his Stand comedy special, special that Ham. I really love, American Ham. American Ham. There we That's go. a great show. Hell yeah. Pussy uh, and weed. <laughs> he's, pretty, he's, he's awesome. Yes. He um, the next thing is, I'm mixed about this because I don't like M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, Split? Split. Split. And yeah, you could say that you're split oh (laughs) i'm torn now i'm not just torn i am split yep you made up for that dracula bullshit right there (laughs) we're breaking even we're breaking even here guys (laughs) Uh, thank fuck for that (laughs) but uh uh, split is a pg-13 movie it's a 117 minute runtime it's listed as a horror thriller a 75 out of 100 uh meta score that's the highest of anything that's coming out this week um rundown is after three girls are kidnapped by a man with 24 distinct personalities they must find they must find some of the different personalities that can help them while running away and staying alive from the others director m night Shyamalan, uh, <laughs> a star- night? Shyamalan. <laughs> and, and it stars uh, vomiting uh, blood yeah it's a plot twist <laughs> it stars anya taylor joy and james mcavoy so uh, I, i'm interested just because it's james i like james mcavoy mm. and it's like a fun concept yeah I mean, it's a fucked up concept, but it's a fun concept. Mm. So, like, I might go see it just to see if M. Night Shyamalan is is coming back to the game. Oh, no. But he has not been in the game for a while. It's like, I I could understand if, like, if I wanted to see if Quentin Tarantino could come back into the game. Mm -hmm. Like, if he made six really good movies who I loved, and then he made three stinkers and then went away for a while. And then it was like, here's Quentin Tarantino. Like, it's getting rated reviews. Like, okay, I'll go see if you're doing good now. Right. But. He, <laughs> Shyamalan, has two good movies. One and a half, of, of as far as I'm concerned. It's a, he, he has two good movies mm-hmm. and one mediocre movie. If you call The Village... Me- me- not The Village, not The Village. I mean, I can't... I can't the good be- movies are Unbreakable and uh, The Sixth, Sixth Sense. Sense yeah. And the mediocre movie is uh, Signs. Me- me- mediocre is means average. So yeah. it's like, that's not even good. So that gets right. lumped into all the other movies okay. that aren't good. Fair enough. So you have two good movies and then a bunch of movies that aren't good. Yeah. So, so it's like, if you make... 10 movies that aren't good and then you're like hey I'm back I'm like no your track record sucks bro <laughs> you've made two good movies and everything you've ever did sucks so it's like now you have to go out he has to make two more good movies now before I can fuck with this guy again like you've you fucked yeah. your track record is ass <laughs> it's ass it's like you, you've played 12 games and you've lost 10 of them yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, what it is so it was like now the, he's like hey i'm about to go play another game um it looks like you're gonna lose bro <laughs> if you've played 12 games and you've lost 10 it looks like you're gonna lose your next game the reason why i'm giving him a pass yeah. is because the visit he made a horror movie called the visit mm-hmm. and it, it got okay reviews mm-hmm. people said that it was like him 
starting to sort of step it up again Maybe. after like really bad movies. Mm. So like I'm 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 writing off the optimism of the visit mm. to hopefully it carries on to the split. Did you see the last Airbender? No. Okay. Yeah. See, I but I know <laughs> it's a garbage movie. I know it's garbage, <sighs> but I won't subject myself to that. Were you were you were you a fan of the last Airbender yes. before? See, so that, I haven't seen it. That's that's like my yeah. biggest gripe. That's one of my <laughs> biggest gripes because I was a fan of the last Airbender. I was a fan of Airbender. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, they're making a movie out of it, and I'm like, M Night Shyamalan, and that's where I gave him the chance yeah. because this is after like nine movies or so. Yeah, there's like Lady in the Water after. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm like, well, he's made like four or five bad movies. I'll give you another chance because you've made those other two, and that was it for me. I gave him fifteen dollars of my real money to go see a movie in IMAX 3D, <laughs> and he destroyed my childhood. <laughs> And my wallet at the same time, effectively, <laughs> at the same time. So it's like, in order for you to get money out of me again, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I would feel like the biggest idiot in if, the world if the movie sucks. If it sucks, you know, yeah. this time too. Like, like, I, I, I feel you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, if I had seen the last ever in there, I would have been. If I'd have paid to see the last yeah, ever in there, yeah. I would have been more upset. Yes. By his stint of bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, you, he he just destroyed me. He made me feel like the biggest idiot in the world. I yeah. was like, I gave you money for that. I'm like, God. God. The one the, the thing that made me never want to see The Last Airbender is when the, the Earthbenders are like breaking free from yes. whoever, the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. And they like do this complicated dance and like five pebbles come out and hit the people. And just kind of like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> it's exactly that. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, anyway, the split. But that's that's a split. Um, it's, yeah, James McAvoy being that 117 minute runtime, uh, directed by M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the next thing is um, Triple X. Triple X. I don't care about that movie, but I have no expectations for it. Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage. I don't uh, remember. I remember watching one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there've been two movies so uh, far. The three. They had one of them. Um, they took uh, Vin Diesel out and put in Ice Cube. Oh. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Ice Cube was a triple X at one point. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't even. Remember, this movie came out when I was a kid, so I don't even this remember. Is like early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a triple X returned of Xander Cage. Uh, Xander Cage is left for dead after an incident. Um, though he secretly returns to action for a for a new tough ex- assignment with his handler Augustus Gibbon, uh, director DJ Caruso, and his stars Vin Diesel. Um, Vin Diesel is a one trick pony. Uh, he's not as good as Jason Statham. Not Jason Statham. Yeah, I mean, he he has his three series that he does. He has the Triple X series. He has a Fast and the Furious series, and he has the Chronicles of Riddick series. Right. And and the one you, fluke, the Iron Giant. Oh, and okay, Groot. I see that. And Groot. Mm. He's Groot? Groot. Oh, he's Groot. Yeah, he's Groot. Oh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, he's Groot. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, you know what? <laughs> he recorded the "I am Groot" in like twenty languages, so Ooh. they could use his voice in all the dubs. Well, you know what? Vin Diesel isn't going anywhere. Like that, of all things that Vin Diesel has done, like, all right, Groot, yeah. all right, I can respect <laughs> that. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. And you know, you know how I I, I, I talk shit about the Fast and the Furious franchise, yeah. and I only like the one with Little Bow Wow, uh, yeah, the Tokyo the, Drift. Took it the third one, yeah. That was ha- the best one. I thought way. so too. Yeah. yeah. But um, they they have they have a new um, Fast and the Furious coming out um 2017 well, this year. Fate, uh, uh, the, Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious, starring Charlize Theron. You're goddamn yeah. right. Charlize Theron. <laughs> uh, another thing to look forward to because we were, I think we were working together. Yeah, we were, we were working together. Yeah, and we um like looking at movies coming out this year. Ryan Gosling is in two separate science fiction movies this he's year. He's not. He's in Blade Runner, but life is Ryan Reynolds. That's not Ryan Gosling. No, it's Reynolds. Oh, no. no. There's two Ryans. 
But it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) I thought about that three hours after you left for work. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that wasn't Gosselin. Well, you know what? That changes things a bit. Yeah. But Blade Runner with Ryan Gosselin is going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Harrison Harrison Ford, Ryan Gosselin, Blade Runner 2049. I can't wait. That's the kind of soft reboot that I think is really successful. Because it's not like they're rebooting the entire series as Mm -hmm. if the first ones didn't happen. Yeah. We have Harrison Ford, and he's passing the torch to Ryan Gosselin's character. Mm -hmm. That's how that's how they did it in the Force Awakens. Blade Runner learned from that. They're rebooting the franchise, but they're bringing back the old cast, and they're going like, "I used to be good at my job. Now it's your turn." Boom. That's it. I mean, they, they do that a lot, and sometimes effective, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the movie Tron was released in the late '80s, and mm-hmm. then they redid it. Uh, same characters. Jeff Bridges is in there, and now you have um, passing the torch with him coming to find him. Right. But I did. I, I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it, it depends yeah. on the quality of the movie. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. the correct way to, to reboot right. a franchise. If you can do it right, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Um, go support Vin Diesel if you like. Yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia in cinema mm-hmm. lately. People well, are going back to the old stuff. Yeah, uh, a lot. And I, I'm not saying it's bad, but I would love to see more stuff like La La Land and Swiss Army Man and yeah, and The Lobster. You know, that kind of original. Those, yeah, you know, it's like we, we did our top ten list, and mm-hmm. as much as uh, Swiss Army Man was in my honorable mentions and not top ten, but mm-hmm. in 30 years from now, when I think about movies that came out in 2016, that's that's probably going to be one of the first things that I think of. Yeah, just because it's so original, so out there. It's much different than anything yeah. else that came out this year. It's like, I think about stuff like that. Exactly what you just mentioned, honestly. Just mm-hmm. repeating what you just said. Right. <laughs> the, the, the lobster, La La Land, Swiss Army Man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just a parrot on what you uh, said. Like, there's something about cinema, and this is, and we're a little bit over time, but mm-hmm. I want to talk about La La Land. Mm-hmm. And the reason why La La Land felt so real mm-hmm. to, I think, to us, uh, I, I, incidentally, the reason the, most of the people that I know that have loved La La Land have mm. been in the in the film world, mm. and I and uh, the people that have been obsessed with it, and I think it's because it it, it really is sort of a lo- love letter mm. to the people that are so obsessed with a thing that it can hurt sometimes, so yeah. they have to let go of another thing so mm. they can have their obsession. Yeah, they can have that granted, mm. and I think that the movie felt nostalgic because I think deep down looks- inside, everyone that loved that movie mm. has had that thought process where mm. they like really want something but they're worried that people are not going to like it. Mm. And they have to sort of navigate that feeling of nostalgia Definitely. for a thing they never had. Definitely. And I feel like La- that's why La La Land was so effective for me. That's why mm. La La Land made me cry. Mm. When Emma Stone's auditioning, and she's like, this is for the ones that dream, for the messes, uh, crazy as they may seem. Yeah. The hearts that ache. That I just cried. I just fucking cried. I wish I wish I could have. It's like it's it's part of that um like the night crawler. Like yeah. you realize that someone's trying to manipulate yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like no, I'm not gonna let you manipulate <laughs> me. It's like that's why I couldn't cry, even though it was like such a big moment where I could have. Yeah. I just didn't because I knew what they were trying to do. I had that resistance you know? at first. I was like, was I'm like, not like, gonna no, cry I'm gonna at the scene. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. And then when she like started singing really loudly mm-hmm. and passionate, yeah. I was like, fuck, that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's why La La Land was successful because it hit at all the things that people that are in the arts or creatively minded mm-hmm. are are kind of facing through, trying to find their own identity and trying to balance out their life with their obsession. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think that's why La La Land was so effective. It for was me. it was super broad too. Yeah. I mean, it's like for someone uh, like me and and you or Devin that watched the movie mm-hmm. 172 times. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> watch it again this week. Too, oh yeah, because it came out in IMAX. You know, it's like everyone can find something different from it. Yeah, and that's a key to a successful movie. Like for me, is I needed that release. I needed that. You know, it felt like the world is just upside down. We have we have a new president. We have a lot of uh, injustices that are going on in the world, and that movie felt like 
a movie, like an escape, you know, that things are going to be all right. I can feel happiness for this two hours, you know, just completely escape it. I mean, that's 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 what it did for me. It just gave me that escape just to escape this bullshit that's going all all around me and just take your mind away from it for uh, two hours and just feel happiness. Yep. Yeah. I, I can totally see that. The, yeah. the movie was that. It, it was just a great movie. Mm-hmm. It did that for me, and then it just gave me, like, it, it lit up something that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. Like, reminded me of why people make art. Mm-hmm. And, and it, was, it, was just, it was just fantastic. And I think it's going to be in my, in my top ten movies for, like, a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it for today's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to play, um, you know what we do, play it's the music. A, same thing, you guys. We're on t- you've, it's 50 episodes. 51 episodes. 51. Uh, next episode is the year mark. Yes. And uh, anyways, we're on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast and Google Play Music, iTunes Podcast Apps, SoundCloud, Stitcher, under the name for film's sake. Find us, comment on us, review us, do the thing, talk to us, hit us up. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. And also watch Nightcrawler. I think it's a great movie if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, tell us what you thought about it. What was your opinions on the movie? Do, do you agree with like what we've said about the movie? Just mm-hmm. talk to us. We want to. We want you to get talk to us. Speaking of talking too, I yeah. want to give a shout out during the shout out section. Shout yeah. out! It's shout not, out! It's not a thing. Shout out! <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> shout out! <laughs> God damn it! Um, a quick shout out to uh, to Rob Ritiano. Oh yeah, he commented on a recent post. Yeah, he um he he said that he's seen the uh, strong. Um, matter of fact, I'll read your post. Uh, mm-hmm. I listened to the episode fifty strong female leads, and it was an interesting point of view. I'm surprised no one mentioned uh, Celine. I can't, has I already pronounced her name? Celine. Celine? Yeah, Celine. Or oh, Kate Beckinsale from uh, the Underworld series, or Mila Jovovich, Djokovic, Djokovic uh, from the Resident Evil series, or um, Peggy Carter from Agent Carter, uh, Captain America: First Avengers. Very good yeah. episode. I, I, I was going to comment on it, but then you commented, and the reason I didn't mention—I thought about mentioning those, but the reason I didn't do it is mm-hmm. because. Uh, I'm just not familiar with the series anymore, mm. and that's why I didn't mention them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just it's just in the in the shout outs. Like, I'm, I wanted to give you a shout out, Rob. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the correspondence. Absolutely, and, um, man. And everyone else. I mean, it's just if if you if please <laughs> interact. Yeah, uh, we, do that we shit. Love that shit. Post on our walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, harass us a little bit. Yeah, not too much. Just a little bit. Yeah, you know, just... hit, hit us up. Like you guys don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I seen that exact same movie and you're full of shit. Did you even watch the movie? Like, that's, <laughs> like, I, I, would, I would love something like that. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching. Next episode will be the year mark for the podcast, and uh, 2017. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a great year for us. And we are looking forward to the things that we can do. And thank you so much for the continued support. You guys are fucking fantastic. And cheers. Woo!